Welcome to Liquid Church Media. The message you're about to enjoy was originally delivered live at Liquid Church by Pastor Tim Lucas. For more content, log on to liquidchurch.com or visit one of our campuses in the New Jersey metro area. Liquidchurch.com, where truth is relevant and grace wins. Hey, happy Sunday, everybody. Glad to see you. I want to welcome you to Liquid Church. Glad you guys are joining us. Great to have you. My name is Pastor Tim, and if you're new or visiting, you are coming at an excellent time. Uh, last Sunday, we kicked off brand new vision campaign called Saturate, and people are pretty pumped around here. At least that's the effect I got. I got a lot of emails, Facebook, social media kind of blowing up. People around here are very excited about our God-given vision to saturate the state of New Jersey with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So especially as we kind of look into the future of the kind of church that God is calling Liquid to be over the next two, five, ten years down the road, we believe the best is yet to come. Amen? The best is yet to come. We're just getting started. And like I said, if you're new, perfect time. Because I think if you're checking out a church, you want to find out, like, what are you passionate about? And we are passionate about our vision. We have plans to expand from four to eight campuses across the state of New Jersey. And today, um, we are going to welcome five of them. So can you give a big liquid welcome to those who are joining us in Morris, Essex, Union, Middlesex, and now Somerset County. Glad you guys are here. Praise God for you. Awesome. Awesome. Great to have you with us. And if you haven't heard, by the way, we're adding Hudson County to that list very soon when we open campus number seven in Jersey City. So that's an excellent thing. First urban campus at Liquid Church through our Saturate campaign. So we got a lot ahead of us. But I think most importantly, right, our campuses, they're made up of people, ordinary people, and we serve an extraordinary God. And it is the life-on-life -life ministry at your campus that really is at the heart um, of following Jesus Christ. As I mentioned last week, kind of the, the heart of this Saturate vision um, is really growing ministry to children and families with special needs. And today, I want to dive into that a little bit deeper by looking at a beautiful passage of Scripture found in 2 Samuel chapter 9. So if you have a Bible, you can flip in your phone there. Um, 2 Samuel chapter 9, beautiful story, honestly makes me choke up every time I read it. Um, it is a story about King David, who ruled over Israel during their glory days. King David was one of the most powerful rulers in ancient history, and as the curtain opens here, um, you're going to see King David, he actually comes off this huge string of major military victories. If you look at chapter 8, you're going to see like David, you know, defeats the Philistines, the Moabites, he destroys armies of 50,000 soldiers or more, he just kind of kicks the enemy's tail in Jesus' name, and uh, 2 Samuel 8 says this very simply, it says, the Lord gave David, what's the word, victory wherever he went, and with every victory, King David became rich. He became powerful. In fact, in this moment, he is the undisputed heavyweight champion of the ancient world. He has amassed horses, chariots, soldiers. He had storehouses full of gold and silver. He's got the plunder of all of his enemies. Why? Answer, because God was with him. And people loved King David because he was the warrior king that Israel had been praying for. And he foreshadowed the coming savior king, Jesus Christ, who came from his line years later. But I want you to capture this picture in your head. King David is sitting on his royal throne. His enemies are defeated. He is now large and in charge. He has all the power in the ancient world. And so you think, wow, what's he going to do with all of this power? All of these resources. 
It's really interesting because he wasn't just rich. He actually had character. You know what verse 15 says? David reigned over all Israel, doing what was just and right for all his people. He loved, people loved him and he loved the people. He was powerful, but he was a righteous man. He was just. In fact, Scripture says that he was a man after God's own, anybody? Heart. And here in 2 Samuel 9, there is a window into the king's heart, which I think has special resonance for us as a church called to serve families and children impacted by special needs. So let's read this together. 2 Samuel 9, I'll start at verse 1. David is sitting in his throne, and what does he do? His first day in office, David asked this question. Is there anyone still left of the house of Saul to whom I can show what? Kindness for Jonathan's sake. Jonathan was his best friend. I want you to pause there. Because this is a very strange question for David to ask. Because you may remember who Saul is. You guys know who Saul is? He's the previous king who despised David. Saul hated David. He was insanely jealous of David the shepherd boy. Because when he heard the prophecy that David would eventually succeed him as king over the nation of Israel, Saul basically went postal, right? He chucks a spear at David's head. He hunts David like a dog. In fact, he chased David into the desert where he had to live for many, many years in a cave while Saul's men hunted, tracked, and tried to murder him. And now that David is in charge, he's sitting on the throne, he says, hey, is there anybody left in the house of Saul? Is there anyone left in the family of my enemy to whom I can show kindness? Which is a crazy question. God's grace is like that. But he gets an answer in verse 2. It says, now there was a servant of Saul's household named Ziba. Everyone say Ziba. Ziba. And they called him to appear before David. And the king said to him, are you Ziba? At your service, he replied. The king asked, is there no one still alive from the house of Saul to whom I can show God's kindness? Ziba answered the king, oh, there's still a son of Jonathan. He is lame in both feet. Where is he? The king asked. And Ziba answered, he is at the house of, let's see if I can get this right, Makir, son of Amiel, and Lodabar. <laughs> there are portions of the Old Testament that sound like Lord of the Rings, you know? <laughs> it's like, son of Amiel, you shall not pass. <laughs> but it says, so King David had him brought from Lodabar, from the house of Makir, son of Amiel. And here's the guy's name, listen. When Mephibosheth, can we say that? Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came to David he bowed down to pay him honor. And David said, Mephibosheth, at your service, he replied. And this is the key here. Watch this. Don't be afraid, David said to him, for I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. Again, Jonathan was Saul's son in David's BFF. And he says, I'll restore to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather, Saul. And watch this. You will always eat at my table. And Mephibosheth bowed down and he said, what is your servant that you should notice a what? A dead dog like me. Now, there's a reason that Mephibosheth calls himself a dead dog. I mean, he was King Saul's grandson, but he had a special condition. Did you see it in verse 3? Mephibosheth was what? Lame in both feet. He couldn't walk. He was crippled. He had a disability. He had what we would call a special need. And the question is, how did this happen? 
2 Samuel 4 actually gives us the answer. It says that Jonathan, son of Saul, had a son who was lame in both feet. And he was how old? Five years old when the news about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel. His nurse picked him up and fled, but as she hurried to leave, he fell and became disabled. His name was Mephibosheth. So he had this disability from childhood on, right? Apparently there was a a tragic accident and he fell and he couldn't walk anymore. And let me tell you something. To have a disability in ancient times, you were thought to be cursed. You were literally considered like a dead dog. Now, thank goodness, we don't see it that way in the modern world, right? Today, we have special accommodations and access for people with disabilities, parking, ramps, bathrooms, not in David's day. See, in Old Testament times, people were still living under the Levitical law, which had a special stigma for people with special needs. Leviticus 21 commanded this. It said, when when approaching God's altar, like when you went to church, watch what it said. The law said, no man who has any defect may come near. No one who is blind or lame, disfigured or deformed, no man with what, a crippled foot or hand, or who has any eye defect. How many of you here wear glasses? You wear glasses, you wear contacts? Get out. Get out. You're gone. You're kicked out of church. The law said no one who has any defect is to come near the house of God. He has a defect. He must not come near to offer the food of his God. See, to be a child with a disability carried a huge stigma in Old Testament times. There was a social stigma. You were isolated from the community. But there was also a spiritual stigma. Because any visible difference, any visible defect was thought to reflect a spiritual flaw. You're imperfect. You're less than. You're not normal. So I want you to imagine the life of Mephibosheth growing up from five years old. Everybody can tell instantly something's different about him, the way he, he, he limped or, or maybe even dragged himself. I mean, there were no wheelchairs. There was no cure for someone with, with his disability. He was different. He was an outcast with a social stigma and a spiritual one as well. In fact, probably he was living outside the city gates with the beggars, because that's how they rolled. Very cruel world to grow up in. Which is why Mephibosheth says to David, what do you want with me, a dead dog? I'm good for nothing. Nobody even notices me. And by the way, did anybody tell you my grandfather is King Saul, the guy who was trying to murder you? I'm guessing when Mephibosheth came into the king's court, he thought, maybe David brought me in here to put me out of my misery to settle scores. But I want you to remember this. David was a king after what? God's own heart. A just and righteous man. And so what does he do? Verse 7. Then the king summoned Ziba, Saul's steward, and said to him, I've given your master's grandson everything that belonged to Saul and his family. You and your sons and your servants are to farm the land for him, and bring in the crops so that your master's grandson may be provided for. And now watch this. And Mephibosheth, son of your master, will always, always eat at my table. Translation, son, you pull up your chair because as long as I'm king in this house, you will always have a place at the table. That's the picture of King David, and it's the picture of God's heart 
for children with special needs. He says, I'm going to reserve a special place for you for your whole life. Not outside the city gates with the outcasts, but I'm going to give you a VIP spot next to me, the king. I'm going to treat you like my own flesh and blood. Like you're my son. And you are going to be under my care and my protection, and I'm going to provide for you in a very unique way. The scripture says, then Ziba said to, to the king, your servant will do whatever my lord king commands his servant to do. So Mephibosheth ate at David's table, say this phrase together, like one of the king's sons. Friends, this is one of the most beautiful pictures of the heart of your father in heaven. The king says to the cripple, pull up your chair. You're my boy. I'm going to treat you like an heir to the throne. And you don't deserve it, but that's what grace is. That's what God's grace is. As long as I'm king, you will always have an honored place at my house. And I love, I love David's heart here because think about this. He's the most powerful man in the Middle East. He has routed foreign armies. He has storehouses of treasure. He can do anything he wants. And what's the, the first thing on his royal agenda? Find a disabled child and put him at my right hand. He singles out a five-year-old boy with a disability. And David says, basically, as long as I have a heart like the true king of Israel, the Lord Jesus Christ, this special child will always have a place at my table. Wherever he is in the king's house, you give him the royal treatment. <laughs> because in the king's house, the last shall be what? First. Let me tell you something. I, I get choked up because I'm a father. And I have an 11-year-old son. Does that touch you? God's generosity and his compassion, that's a picture of the heart of God, especially for children with special needs. This verse chokes me up. I was typing, I was looking at, I'm studying this like on Wednesday. I'm like sitting in Panera, and I, I'm thinking like, if this was my son, my daughter, I hope they would, someone would treat them like royalty. And then suddenly I'm crying, I'm putting glasses on, and people are like, what's wrong with him? You know, I just, it gets me because I felt like the first time I ever read this, I remember feeling like God spoke to me very directly through the scripture. It was clear as day, and I felt like God was saying, Tim, in my house, in this church, in Liquid Church, there should always be a, an honored place at the table for people with special needs, especially the children, amen? And listen, I'm not a king. <laughs> I'm just your pastor. But as long as God gives me breath to lead this church, I pray this will be true of us. Are you with me? If so, say, me too. We, I want this church to be radically inclusive. And that's why expanding our ministry to families and kids with special needs is central to our saturate vision. I want, I want our church, I want this house to be known for lavishing God's kindness to people with special needs all across the state. I mean, we have special needs, and some of them are physical. We have people sometimes you'll see who are blind. They come in with their dogs to our church, some who are deaf, some who are lame. We have people with developmental dif disabilities. Autism, Asperger's, Down syndrome, ADHD. But in this church, may it be said of us, you know what, That's the, there is always a VIP spot because we're going to steward our manpower and our money and make this vision a reality. Regardless of whatever challenges you are facing, we will treat every child like one of the king's kids because they are. As you heard last week, we, we have a big vision. <laughs> It's a vision to create a place at the table for kids like Andy. 
Kyra and Jose's little boy who appears in our Saturate Lookbook. In fact, I'm going to ask our ushers to come forward to every campus and give you an extra copy of the Lookbook. I realize some of you received them last week, but there were people who were not here, and so can everybody just take one and pass it down? Even if you have one, take a second one. I want everyone to be on the same page of our vision for this special ministry. If you flip open to the page where you see Andy's smiling face, you'll see Matthew 19, 14, where Jesus said, let the children come to me for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. And you realize Jesus is making a statement about the kind of trust, about the kind of childlike dependency each of us has to have to actually experience the Father's love. You have to be able to see God for who he really is our kind and generous and tender-hearted Father in heaven. And Jesus is like, unless you actually become like a child, you can't experience the kingdom of God. Let me tell you something. When I look at our special needs ministry, I, I feel like I see the kingdom come on earth. I, I see Andy with his buddy. That actually is my, my daughter, Chase. She's 13 years old, and in Liquid Kids, they've trained her to work with Andy every Sunday. She plays with him. They sing songs. They learn the Bible. She helps focus Andy. And we have this growing buddy system at every campus where we have children with a very wide variety of special needs are paired up with a buddy, somebody who loves them, somebody who lavishes the love of Christ and gives them the royal treatment and makes sure they're treated like the king's kids on Sunday, because they are. And as you read here in the lookbook, New Jersey has the highest rate of autism in the United States. In fact, one in 68 children nationally has an autistic spectrum disorder. Now in New Jersey, it's one in 45. And most alarming, it's one in 28 for boys. There's a variety of speculation why that is. You know, some folks say, well, you know, is there an environmental impact? You know, the pollution or exposure to chemicals. But others note that, you know what, more and more families are moving to New Jersey because our state offers some of the best social services in the nation. That's why Jose and Kyra moved here from Puerto Rico when, when Andy was diagnosed with Down syndrome. But the reason they stayed at Liquid was because they first visited and the first volunteer they met was Robbie Brooks, who's the son of Lois and Dave Brooks, our executive pastor. And in Morristown, Robbie's one of our frontline leaders who stands on the steps every Sunday handing out bulletins, welcoming new guests. And when Kyra and Jose saw Robbie with a place at the table, they squeezed hands and said, we're home. <laughs> you see, and it's true. At Liquid, Serving families with special needs is one of our fastest growing populations. And we have kids impacted by physical disability, developmental disorders, and those kind with the brain can be the most challenging. Because on the outside, actually, there's no, everything appears normal. There's no wheelchair. But parents will tell you the impact on a family with special needs is huge. In fact, just ask the family of Ethan Soares. Ethan is a, an amazing kid. He's a 10-year-old boy with a special place at the table at Liquid Church. Ethan was developing typically until about age two. When he became sick, he actually wound up in the hospital. And after that, his parents noticed he was losing language. And things went downhill. And about a year later, he was diagnosed with autism. And then on top of that, in 2012, he began having seizures and received a diagnosis of, of, of epilepsy. Now, as you can imagine, a normal day, a normal week in Ethan's life is full of doctor's appointments and occupational therapy and IEP meetings, but there's also great celebrations of milestones that happen along the way. See, when, when a child has special needs, it impacts everybody in the family. 
And so we asked Ethan's um, brother Alex and his sister Julie to share a day in the life of Ethan from their brother's perspective. Because Ethan is nonverbal. If you see him walking around our church, you know he carries a computer that he communicates with. But the Soros family graciously agreed to open their, their home and let us see what a day in the life of Ethan looks like. This is their story told by their children. My name is Ethan and I am 10 years old. I love swimming, jumping on the trampoline, building with blocks, painting, playing on the computer, and lots of other things 10-year-olds enjoy. My mom and dad are absolutely amazing. They get so excited every time I learn how to do something new, and it makes me feel good to see how excited they are for me. I am the youngest of three children. My sister Julie is 13, and my brother Alex is 15. Alex knows that I love to be silly. He's taught me the art of tickle fights, as well as some tricks on the trampoline, and even how to stand on an inner tube in the pool. Alex is super kind, and has showed me how to be kind too. My sister Julie can be a bit bossy at times. Please don't tell her I said this, but I secretly like how she tells me what to do. She seems to sense when I need help doing something without me even asking. I love how she shows me how to do it, and I can tell she expects that I can learn to do it. You see, I have autism and epilepsy, but that diagnosis is only one aspect of who I am. It does not define me as a person. My mom and dad have always seen me as a kid first, and they don't let that diagnosis define me or my future. Mommy tells me all the time how much I show her what really matters in life. I don't really know how or why, but I totally trust her. Last year, I came home from school and was really tired. I went to lie down in my bed. I was only alone for a few seconds, and I began having a seizure. My mom walked in to find me convulsing and having trouble breathing. When I have a seizure, I usually have a cluster of seizures until I get my emergency medicine and then I need to go to the ER. Eventually, I would just sleep for hours, but it takes my body a few days to recover. That day, my sister Julie had to help my mom administer the medication and let the paramedics into our home. She was so brave, but sobbed quietly as she helped mom. Needless to say, I'm thankful my family keeps a close eye on me. Julie and Alex spend a lot of time helping me, playing with me, and just keeping an eye on me. And when they're not doing it, mom and dad are with me. It means a lot to me that Julie and Alex would go above and beyond what typical siblings do for each other. Thanks, Julie and Alex, for sharing so much of mom and dad with me. As much as I love going to school, I love going to Liquid, too. It feels really awesome to see the faces of people I know who love me and want to have a great time with me. I love when we sing and dance during large group. I've also had some amazing buddies at Liquid. A buddy is a volunteer who's there just for me. Knowing I have the full attention of a buddy helps me feel comfortable in a large group of kids. Sometimes, my buddy will take me to the chill space because I need a break from the sensory overload I'm experiencing. Other times, my legs just need a quick walk. 
but one of my favorite things about having a buddy is that I can lean up against him or her when we just sit on the floor. It helps me know where my body is in space, and it helps me to focus better. My mom says that as much as I am learning about Jesus and able to hang out with all of the other kids at Liquid Kids, she says God is using me to help other kids learn how to be compassionate and inclusive. Finding ways we are alike and celebrating our unique abilities is what makes Liquid Kids a special place for me and my whole family. It's also one of the only places where people who aren't related to me and aren't paid to be there are loving on me. They just love me and I love them. Initially, most people who meet me see me as a cute little boy, but after watching me for a few minutes, they act like something is so different about me. I see the glances, but I think my siblings notice them more. I'm not quick to judge, and I have a unique way of warming my way into people's hearts. One of my buddies at Liquid even told my mom that she could sense God's spirit every time she worked with me. When I look at people, I don't see their unique challenges. I notice people who are loving, accepting, and those who see the best in everyone. My mom says that is a unique gift I have and often reminds me that God loves me just because He made me. He made me in His image and He has a purpose for my life. He knows the roller coaster I ride every day, but He also knows it's only the beginning of my journey. an incredible gift you were just given as a church and uh, Susie I know you are so you're a proud mama <laughs> you every one of your children is just incredible and precious but Susie is also the mama who gave birth to our ministry of special needs four years ago here at liquid could you just tell us how God inspired that sure so for um, Ethan as soon as we recognized that he um, had autism we knew life was gonna be a little bit different but we also knew that for him to be part of our community of faith, it was gonna take a little work. And as we began to um, figure out what that would look like, that's how the Buddy program came into play. We wanted kids with all abilities to be able to experience liquid kids at every level. And um, it was through that that now we serve many, many kids every single Sunday. Susie currently serves as our director of Liquid Kids and Middle School, but today I'm pleased to announce that she's going to be stepping into the newly created role of full-time special needs director through the Saturate campaign. And Susie, we praise God for you. We praise God for the impact of your whole family. It's an incredible, incredible thing. You can read about that a little bit in your lookbook on the page that looks like this, but Susie, tell us what the Saturate campaign, how will that impact all the campuses in the years to come? Yeah, so not only will Saturate um, enable us to have a full-time director, we'll also be able to hire staff at every single one of our campuses, and that'll just be incredible. And we'll be able to increase our programming, uh, not only just for kids with special needs, but for teens and young adults as well. Yeah, we're really excited about the vision that God's given us. And let's just be honest, guys, I'll tell you, one of the reasons a lot of churches don't go into special needs ministry is because it's very expensive. Uh, it's, it's in some ways cost prohibitive because if you think of a teacher with a, a classroom typically has about 10 to 12 students, this is one-on-one -on -one work. 
okay, one-on-one -on -one work. And it requires trained staff, it requires extra room, and it can be cost prohibitive. But at Liquid, that is a price we are willing to pay to make sure that every child in this church has a place at the table. Yeah, and I think the really important part is to also remember that it's not just for the kids, it's for the parents too. Yeah. Weekends are super hard for families with special needs because the routine is different, and sometimes when they come to church, that's the only hour that they have to actually sit together, and the buddies provide that peace of mind that they're able to actually enjoy the service and worship God. We get that feedback consistently from parents who say, this is the only 60 minutes we have in the week where we hold hands, we're able to open up the Word of God and be poured into. Now, I see in the, the lookbook here, um, Saturate is also going to enhance the level of our special needs environments at every campus. Currently, we have chill spaces. If you walk around your campus, you see something maybe that says chill space, you may be wondering what that is. But we have plans to add sensory integration spaces as well. In layman's terms, can you just kind of explain briefly what each of those is? Sure. So chill space is basically um, exactly that, a place to relax and to get, take a break from whatever environment the kids are in. And there are um, multi-sensory um, activities for each of them in those spaces, but it's meant to be quick and to help get them their focus back and be able to get back to programming. And so with um, the sensory integration spaces, or gyms, as we like to call them. Yeah, this uh, is, th I want to show a picture yeah. of this because this is different for me. The sensory gym is a, is a new idea. We are piloting this space at our broadcast campus in Parsippany. And you can see it looks kind of like a gym. Yeah, absolutely. And so the exciting part about this is that we see this not only as a tool to enhance what we're doing on Sunday morning, but we see this as an incredible way to open the doors to our community so that families with special needs have a place to go and connect because one of the most isolating things for a family with special needs um, is just that lack of community. And so this would provide a place for them to come together worry-free, not worrying, you know, what's gonna, are they gonna run off, you know, it's not the same thing as an outdoor playground. Right. And, um, and so for us, we see this as an incredible opportunity to come alongside of families as well where they can come to support groups and life groups and their kids still be taken care of in an excellent space like this. It's really an incredible opportunity to serve the community with the love of Christ. And again, special needs is an investment. In order to make sure that every child has a place at the table in this church, it's going to require sacrifice. But like King David, we believe children with disabilities are uniquely made in God's image. We want to celebrate that. And we want them to have the royal treatment where they come first in God's house. The church really should be the place in the world where the last are served first. And so we are actually incorporating the special needs uh, accommodations into our new uh, Parsippany broadcast campus uh, in a pretty cool way. We have given instructions to our architects to design a VIP entrance. Now, let me tell you, VIP does not stand for very important preacher, okay? This is not for our pastors. This is not for me. It's not for our staff. Guess what? It is for families specifically with special needs who'd like the option. Would you put that up on the side screens? We want families who want the option of actually dropping off their children in a space that is designed for them where they're not overwhelmed with the crowds or where there's like overwhelming music and lights and all of that. Sometimes kids are flight risk in a parking lot. I got one of those. They kind of take off just kind of running. And we're going to staff the VIP entrance with white glove servant leaders who give children with special needs the royal treatment, who actually are standing there waiting and saying, hey, welcome home. You belong here. We have been waiting, and we actually have prepared a place at the table just for you. Isn't that cool? It's going to be really, really special. It's going to be an exciting thing. To me, that's the face. 
That needs to be the face of compassion we want to be known for at Liquid. Susie, if folks want to, um, you know, invest in the vision of special needs, obviously they can give to the Saturate campaign, but how can folks serve at the ministry at their campus? So you need to sign up to be a buddy. Um, <laughs> being a buddy is really an incredible opportunity. As you've seen in the video, um, my son just absolutely adores the buddies that he's been able to work with. And so being a buddy is really just giving that extra TLC. You're just kind of shadowing them and helping them to be a part of all of the activities that are happening in their environment, and also helping with those social interactions, because that's one of the trickiest yeah. parts for them. Yeah. I have to ask, is it hard to be a buddy? Like, do you need specialized you know, background, special training? No. Okay. I mean, it's great if you do, but okay. at the same time, we've had some amazing buddies that don't have any experience at all. You just have to have a heart for it. And if you're good with listening and watching and observing, and you just want to build that relationship, you'll be a rock star at it. We had kind of a cool thing happen at our high school experience last week. You, she, Susie came in, she was just glowing. Tell, just give people a window into the impact of a buddy on a child's life. Yeah, so we had a high schooler with autism that had never been part of our high school experience before. And so uh, we had two guys, Jack and JP, who stepped up to the plate for the night. And it was incredible to watch because, let's just say this student loves to worship and he's not afraid to let his worship show. And as he jumped and danced, those guys jumped and danced the whole entire time with him. Awesome. It was just amazing to watch. Awesome. It is a picture, guys, of the heart of the Father. When you see that, you can, even in New Jersey, you can find people with the most cynical heart. And when they see that, that loving service, no strings attached, they get a sense of grace, of what God's heart is really like. Susie, I thank God for your leadership and vision, and I'm sure I speak on behalf of all the campuses in thanking the Soros family for their courage and bold leadership. Would you thank the entire Soros family? Praise God for you, Susie. Thank you so much. Awesome. Just awesome. Such, such a gift. Such a gift. You know, it's been said that the best ministry is often born out of the personal pain in a leader's life. And it's amazing to me to see how God is redeeming the Soros family's challenge to really bless so many others in our church family. Today, you saw just a, a picture of Ethan's story in video form, but this week in your life groups, you're going to get the full length and see the full thing. You're also going to get to see, hear, and kind of feel what it's like to live with a special need. We have a very experiential activity designed for your life group this week, and we're, you're going to actually get to put yourself in the shoes of a child with a special needs and really experience God's heart for those with disabilities. So if you're not in a life group, now is a perfect time to sign up. Just stop by the Next Steps booth in your lobby. Guys, I'm so passionate um, about this aspect of the Saturate vision, mainly because it's, it's, it's obviously deeply personal, but it's also organic. It's something that God just kind of birthed here. He's breathing life into. It's exploding, and he's blessing it. And as your pastor, nothing would make me happier than if our church was simply known as the premier church in the Northeast that just kind of rolls out the red carpet for kids with special needs. Listen, whatever challenge your child is facing, understand something. I pledge you, there will always be a place at the table in this house. In the king's house, there will always be a place at the table. Our vision is radically inclusive. The need is now. We need more space. We need more, you know, staff to serve those families that God is just bringing through our doors. So by God's grace, the uh, ministry that was begun in Morris County, by your generosity, it's going to spread to Somerset, Union, Essex, Middlesex, Hudson in the years to come. You'll notice finally in the lookbook here that we have a long-range goal, Susie mentioned, of serving adults with special needs as well. And Saturate is also going to help fund our Night to Shine outreaches 
in 2016. Um, this is last February. We partnered with the Tim Tebow Foundation to host a special needs prom for adults with a variety of disabilities. And many of you volunteered as buddies. You, you, you were the date, you were the buddy for an adult with special needs. And put simply, let me tell you, if you didn't do it, you missed out. It was one of the best outreaches we have ever done. We're going to do it again. Don't worry, okay? But we literally rolled out a red carpet. We had paparazzi. We did the girls' hair. We traded ladies and gentlemen like kings and queens because they are. <laughs> and at the end of the night, we crowned every guy was crowned king and every girl was named queen. And you got a tiara and it was just amazing. We did shoe shines for the men and we had a limo, stretch limo, take everyone around. We had a special sit-down dinner, but of course, everybody's favorite dancing, okay? It was a kingdom party for sure. Those who come last were celebrated first. Here's a highlight. that's a picture of the kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. In Luke 14, Jesus tells the story of a king who throws a, a big dinner party. He, he throws this big party, and his servants go out, and they invite all these successful people, the rich, the powerful, and the king ordered his servant. This is what Jesus said. He said, go out quickly into the streets and the alleys of the town. Here's what I want you to bring. Bring in the poor the crippled, the blind, the lame. God says, I want my house full. He says, in my house, there's a privileged place at the table for those with disabilities. They actually get a place of honor, and they're worthy of special celebration because there is a childlike dependency that they're going to actually teach you. You think you're serving them? You're, gonna learn, you're actually going to learn from them. And my compassion and grace are put on display when people see that. That, guys, is your heavenly Father's heart. That's God's heart. I want you to think about this. Jesus' miracles, 70% of Jesus' miracles were for people with disabilities, with handicaps. Where's God's power put on display? When his compassion ripples out. And we catch the Father's heart for people who, you know what? They don't actually that unique. We all have special needs, don't we? <laughs> we all need God's kindness. We all need the Lord's grace. And so here's, here's kind of the fun news. If, if you missed um, Serving at Night to Shine in February, you're going to have a chance in 2016. The Tim Tebow Foundation actually chose Liquid, your church, to be the showcase church on the East Coast. And in February 2016, we are hosting Night to Shine, not just one prom, but multiple locations across our state so that every campus can be involved. Isn't that awesome? We want to double the guest list from last year and serve more families with the love of Jesus. So stay tuned. We'll have signups in the new year. 
Guys, this isn't just about caring as Christians. It's our calling. It's our calling. And these are our priorities through our Saturate campaign is going to help fund. So let me just challenge you right now. Challenge you to be praying towards November 8th. That's Commitment Sunday when we're asking believers at every campus to make a two-year financial pledge that's above and beyond their normal giving to fund the Saturate Vision. We're going to have a first fruits offering that day. We hope it is the largest offering in the history of Liquid Church because we are stepping out in faith and we want to continue this good work that God has begun. So we have a big goal. You guys know this. $8 million. That's above and beyond our annual budget over the next two years. So I want you to pray. And here's, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go before the throne of your Father in heaven and ask this question. How would you like me to use my power? The resources you've given me, how would you like me to steward the influence that I have on behalf of those who need special care and help? When I shared the Saturate vision a few weeks ago, and um, I had one couple come up to me. They're actually a couple. Their children are grown and out of the house, and, and they came up to me, and you know what they said? They said, you know what, Tim? Our, um, we, our, we, our, our children didn't have special needs. But they said, you know what, as we listen to this, we, we realize we've been blessed. And they said, if we can use a little bit of what we've been blessed with to make one family's life a little easier, then it's a joy to do. And they pledged an incredibly generous gift to fulfill this saturated vision. So as you pray towards November 8th, I want you to pray in that spirit. Because Mephibosheth is here. God is actually bringing him to our house, and he's coming here to party with us. And the question is, do you have a heart after King David? Better, do you have a heart after your king, Jesus, who gave his life so that we could have a place at the Father's table for eternity? That's the gospel. When that touches your heart, it just... You dance, you open your hands, and you catch the vision, and you see this is the future. That's where, things, that's where history's going. The kingdom coming on earth as it is in heaven. And so put your heart, put your, put your hand on the Father's heart. I so want you to feel this, because he is a good, good father. And we are, we are so blessed. We are blessed beyond belief. And when I think about it, I'm like, thank God there's a place for all of us at the king's table. Amen? Every single one of us needs God's kindness and his compassion. I love the picture that we're left with in 2 Samuel 9. So Mephibosheth ate at David's table like one of the king's sons. He was welcomed like family. If you are a family that has a child with special needs, man, I am so glad that God brought you to our church family. You have a place, an honor place at our table. This is personal. We want to love on your kids like they're our own flesh and blood. And if you're a volunteer who serves with kids or, or you are willing to be trained as a buddy, I want to thank you. Those really are the two ways that you can personally invest in the Saturate vision. First, you can give to the Saturate offering on November 8th. That's so that we can expand special needs ministry at all of our campuses. In your envelope today, we put a commitment card and you can turn that in. We're hoping people will do that by November 8th. You can just put it in this envelope, return to your campus, or you could go online at liquidchurch.com. We have a new tab there. It says saturate. You can give your pledge there. You can watch all the videos and send them along to friends. But secondly, let me encourage you and challenge some of you to volunteer to serve as a buddy. 
I'm going to encourage you to stop by Liquid Kids after this service and talk with our staff about becoming a buddy to a child at your campus. We will train you to be the hands and feet of Jesus and profoundly impact the family's life. I want to thank you guys just for being the kind of church where there is a place at the table for everyone. Amen? Let's thank our Father in heaven for including us in his family. Would you bow your heads with me for closing prayer? Lord, you are a good, good Father. You are so gracious. Lord, your love is as deep as the ocean. There's not an end to your compassion, God. And I, Lord, you have said in the last days you're going to turn the hearts of fathers to their children. Thank you for showing us and letting us see your heart in this church. God, I pray that you will bring dozens, hundreds, Lord, a swarm of families to this church in the years to come. And Father God, we will serve them with the humility of Christ and treasure them because they're your children. They're the king's kids. Lord, we're all your kids, so we thank you for sending Jesus Christ. We thank you for his blood that unites us, Father. And I pray your blessing now on this vision. May it go forth and bring all glory to your son, Jesus Christ, our true king of heaven. And everybody said together, amen, amen. Thanks for listening to Liquid Church Media. If you were inspired or challenged by today's message, we hope you'll tell a friend. For more content, log on to liquidchurch.com or visit one of our campuses in the New Jersey metro area. Liquidchurch.com, where truth is relevant and grace wins.